Hello, sci-fi fans. This is Richard Dean Anderson from MacGyver and Stargate SG-1. You're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. We'll be right back after this word. You're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. Serving the latest news in sci-fi multimedia. And now, your hosts... Scott, Miles, and Dan. Your table is ready. Live long and prosper. This is the captain. We have a little problem with our entry sequence, so we may experience some slight turbulence and then explode. I got a bad feeling about this. Walter, put the cow away, would you? What is this place? It's a freak show. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome once again to our Sci-Fi Diner listener feedback show. It is awesome to be back here talking with you about what's going on in our world, in your world, in the world of sci-fi, and what the fans, what you folks, and what we are absolutely loving. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And good evening, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. And I'm M. Cyril Garcia. And wow, we just came off of talking about an hour for New York Comic Con. And so I think, Em, do you have do you have anything else to add to like what's been going on in your sci-fi world? Because that's pretty much it. It, <laughs> it was it was an exceptional, exceptional four days of nerding out. And that's yes. if I start talking about it again, it'll be another hour. <laughs> right, 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 right. So uh, apart from New York Comic Con, what else has been going on in your sci-fi world? So I've been uh, I just caught the the pilot to Flash, which I'm really impressed with. Really, really impressed oh, with. Good, I'm glad to hear um, that. I just watched finished watching the first series of the first season of Outlander. Um, I only and I have four hours left in the Game of Thrones audiobook. I think it's like thirty seven hours. Uh-huh. I, have, I can I finally I started in June. <laughs> It just, it's, um, the book that never ends. It is the book that never <laughs> ends. And, uh, just kind of ramping up and, and, and consuming everything I could this weekend. So that's where my brain is. <laughs> uh, Miles, how about you? What's been going on in, uh, your science fiction world? Yeah. The, my wife and I recently saw The Maze in the movie theaters. Oh, uh, yeah. What'd you think of The Maze? That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, The Maze Runner, right? It's the Maze Runner. The yeah. Maze the Maze Runner. Runner. Yeah. Um, I, as far as n- not familiar with anybody in the cast, um, but that's okay. It was it was still good. Uh, I saw we saw a trailer for the new Matthew McConaughey movie, The Interstellar. That now that, that looks good. That looks really good. Ooh. Yeah. Did you see the trailer for that? M. I have not. You, that you, I'm a little surprised. That was not. I didn't see anything about that at uh, Comic Con. Yeah, they even. This is. Does. I think there was a third trailer they put out. It looks pretty. It looks pretty awesome. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and so um, and the TV shows um, with Am I saw that the uh, pilot for Flash. I thought that was really good. I think this show has got some really good potential. Um, saw the, the the season premiere of Arrow. That was that was incredible. Also, um, saw Star Wars Rebels, and I really liked it. We could talk about it more later on, but uh, I thought that 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 that's got a lot of potential. And um, earlier today, I saw the the, the season premiere of Walking Dead, and. That was uh, that was intense, <laughs> as always. That um, v- very intense uh, start to the season. Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, in my sci-fi world, I um, 
I too watched Star Wars Rebels, the the first two episodes they have out, and uh, with my son, and we absolutely love it. It's the show that we watch together, and he's he's really into it, and it's it has the Star Wars feel to it. And so we, again, mm-hmm. we can talk about it more. But I like Star Wars Rebels. Mm-hmm. I'm behind in Doctor Who. I have watched um, up till this weekend's episode, and I you know. I know uh, there's been a lot of people dogging on it a little bit in the interweb, but, but I'm, I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I'm not, not not bothered by it. I like Capaldi, and uh, I'm ambivalent about Clara, but um, but I do like Capaldi. I like Capaldi's character. Mm-hmm. And, it's, uh, it's I feel it's just there's something about it that I'm not. I didn't see this recent episode. I'm just not. I'm not connecting to it like I yeah. would like I have with the other doctors. Yeah. That's a that's an episode in its own is discussing is discussing number 13. Yeah, so maybe we need to do that. Coming down the pike we need to discuss number 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. No, so we'll have to put that in the books to talk about maybe November sometime we can talk about it. So uh, so that I so that's um been watching that. Uh what else have I watched? Oh, I finally saw Transformers 4. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm sorry. And I and I know that M, you have absolutely <laughs> dogged it, but I'm you know I'm going to come away saying it's what I expected in a Transformers <laughs> movie. So I don't know what that says because uh, you know the big the over top action the big explosions the I think the, about a Transformer. Yeah. <laughs> See, I I still have that as my ringtone for you, M. I can't um, believe you've got that you yeah. jerk. Yeah. So and. <laughs> And I, um, I, I appreciate. I, I liked Wahlberg better than I liked uh, Shia. Uh, I think. Oh, um, definitively. Yeah. Yes. So, and and I liked the idea that the Transformers were kind of hunted, and when you first encounter Optimus Prime, he looks like this dilapidated little uh, tractor trailer they find in a movie theater. I love the Dinobots. Oh, um, the storyline was okay. I didn't have any problems with it. I, you know, there was there was certainly something novel the first time Michael Bay brought Transformers, and so that I guess novelty is that the word uh, it, or novelness is is certainly gone. Right. But I liked it. I mean, the the worst part about it is I rented it from Redbox, right? And my son was so upset that he wasn't allowed to watch it. I just and I said I said, buddy, there there's it's, it's extremely violent. There's language in it that I don't feel comfortable with you listening right to and but it was a he was very upset that he could not watch it it's too bad i felt i felt real bad so the next morning he watched voltron instead (laughs) so he because he's the series he hasn't gone through the voltron series of netflix yet so but so uh so yeah so he's been he's been doing that and then i'm reading i'm almost finished with winds of dune which is uh kevin uh j anderson and brian herbert novel and kind of been working through that but well, uh, why don't we get into some of what you folks, uh, listeners, are talking about? Let's. Uh, we got a voicemail in from Colin from England, so let me go ahead and play that voicemail here. Oh, dear and, sweet Colin! I know this is uh, this is uh, M's M's boy. But oh, don't say it that that's way. It, that, that sounds bad, and I did not mean it that way. So please don't <laughs> please don't take it wrong. Lee. He's definitely lovely. Yeah, so it's, it's the accent, accent. Oh yeah, oh a thousand percent, it's the accent. <laughs> and he's a he's a really great guy, so it's not yeah, just the accent. Not just he's the a accent. sweet dude, and the fact that it delivers in that beautiful accent is great. Yeah, it's awesome. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> All right. But anyways, 
This is a little bit of a voicemail, and then he did write in a little bit of an email as well. So let me uh, share the voice, voicemail, if I can speak here first, and then we can talk about it. So, Colin, thanks for calling in, and this is what he had to say. Hello, everyone at the diner. This is Colin from England. I thought we've just recently had a con here for something called Star Trek or something like that. Someone to do with ships in space and stuff, I suppose. But no, seriously. We've had um, Star Trek, Destination Star Trek returned f- to London for the f- second time in, the other one was two years ago. Uh, they visited Germany last year. I suppose someone's got them. But they came back. <laughs> no offence to Germans listening, obviously, money mucking. Anyway, they came back to England. Um, first time they ran the show, it was basically a shambles. Um They've learned a few things. They've made some changes. Um, the guest lineup was extensive. They had more or less the entire TNG cast, apart from Jonathan Frakes. Uh, Jerry Ryan was here. Robert Picardo was here. Um, William Shatner. Um, there was there was a whole host. Even Phillips. You know, John Delancey. The list the list was massive compared to the first time they were on it. Um, there was more vendors so the fans had more stuff to buy although some of the vendors did look like they'd been on eBay a couple of weeks before bought everything they could and then bought it to the con to try and make a profit Um, they even looked like they'd got some stuff out the attic because some of the boxes were seriously battered (laughs) as regards the organisation it was better it still needs work the queuing system was atrocious Um, the talks um there was various talks where they'd sold more s- tickets for those talks than there was seats to sit on. So basically, if you wasn't a high-paying ticket holder, you wasn't guaranteed a seat. And I went to various talks, Patrick Stewart, for instance, William Shatner, and he was standing at the back, like four and five and six deep. I think if Patrick Stewart it was like six deep, and I think William Shatner was like four or five deep. And that's on top of all the seats. So they basically sold a lot more tickets. And if, to me, if you're selling tickets and you're charging people anything from 20 to £30, which is 30 to $45, to watch a talk, the least you could do is provide them with something to sit on since it's going to be about an hour long. Uh, the autograph queues, well, the autograph queues are more or less the same at every con, same as the photograph queues. It's, it's a production line. You know, you get your three seconds to get your autograph or your two seconds or whatever it is or your milli-milli-seconds to get your photo done and then it's next, 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 next. So that's the same as most cons. You know, I think people come to expect that. Uh, That said, the cues for the autographs and the cues for the photos were a bit of a scrum. Um, And if it wasn't for the fact that people were being polite and courteous and saying, are you in the queue or is this the queue? It would have been a lot more chaotic. Um, But the fact that people were being polite and courteous aided that process. They had a few props on display, um, not as many as last time. There was a bit of a faux pas. They had a uniform on, which was supposed to be Kirk's from the movies. Unfortunately, it wasn't Kirk's because, as a lot of people pointed out, it had command insignia of a commander. Not a captain or an admiral, so it was never Kirk's shirt, unless you know the studio altered it 
to use for someone else with another scene and put the commander stuff on I'm sure Miles would know that better than anyone else but uh, yeah if you're going to label it and put um, William Shatner's picture by and say this is his uniform at least make sure it's got the right insignia on it um, but they had some other things they had they had an impressive um, selection of Borg drones on display they had the Borg regeneration chamber so you could have your photo took in that they had the Enterprise D bridge set so you could have your photo took in that not the one that Houston is using in America it's basically it's a replica um, but it was still it was a good replica considering it was built from scratch it was very very good um, they had the Elbaz shuttle so that was on display um, and the usual collection of uniforms and, and weapons and stuff like that that you come to expect from these cons um, facilities well there was a selection of um, things that were supposed to be food but the biggest complaint that people had was the drinks were overpriced um, a small bottle of Pepsi was like £2 which is about $3 um, the food itself was very minimalistic selection inside the con and outside the con because basically you're in an exhibition sentence it was overpriced and underportioned shall we say um, and because of the nature of where edX is there's, there's not a lot of places you can go to outside the convention hall for something to eat so again that was a criticism from some people that the fact that the, the cost of food was extortionate in relation to what you actually got on the plate so better in some ways uh, they still got a lot of learning to do and the rumour is they're thinking of taking it to New York next year um, which would be interesting because as we know Americans are well versed and experienced in conventions because you get an awful lot of conventions over there so if they don't get their game right in America they will get slaughtered anyway that's it for now so until soon guys I speak to you Zig Long and podcast so uh, yeah wow what a good <laughs> thorough review of, of the uh, Star Trek London I guess it is mm-hmm. right wow yeah so uh, in, in some things that he really liked this year and some things that maybe uh, they need to do a little bit of work on it sounds like they've improved some things and some things there's opportunities for improvement yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, anything, Miles, that kind of stuck out to you as they were talking? As he was yeah, talking? I, as far as this uniform that was supposedly Kirk's, um, I'm not aware of them. I never heard any of them any any time they they botched putting the wrong uh, rank badge on, uh, on on Kirk's uniform. I am, however, this is this is the Star Trek geek in me. Um, if you in Star Trek three, they promote Scotty to captain of engineering, and he gets a command a captain. Uh, rank pin on his uh, shoulder. However, they forgot that in Star Trek IV, uh, The Voyage Home, and he has a commander rank pin on there. Um, just some um, useless information for our Stuff friends that out I there. Stuff I've never noticed. So. Well, that's that's got to be frustrating. I mean, that does drive me nuts when I see little things like that. And for, for you know, very devout fans, it's got to be incredibly annoying. Oh, yeah. Well, especially when you're going to say this is Kirk's outfit. I mean, it, yeah. that's not that's when you just don't mess up. It's almost insulting the fans' intelligence. Yeah. It's 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 kind of lazy. I mean, maybe it was an honest mistake, but you know, um, you can't get one over by the fans. We're 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 you know, we we know our stuff when it comes to that stuff like that. I kept thinking when you said that Frakes wasn't there that oh, M saw Frakes. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> New York Comic Con, baby. So he uh, saw he saw you know Robert Picardo. Um, we got a chance to see Robert Picardo back in August, which was cool. Yeah, absolutely. We have an interview we're going to share with him yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and anything stick out from uh, what he was saying about uh, Star Trek London? Um, what's well, that? I'm looking it up to see who put it on, and as far as I know, there isn't a Star Trek specific con that goes in new york i'm looking it up the people from creation entertainment they're the ones who do the las vegas one and they do one in boston um i suspect there's got to be one out on the west coast too um it would be neat if they wanted to bring it over uh but colin's comments about the americans being well versed you know talk about going from uh, being a big fish in a small pond this is an incredibly huge olympic-sized swimming pool and so if they're going to come here and throw a con, they, especially in New York, um, <coughs> they've definitely got to have their stuff down. So if they're, if they're working out some growing pains, it's great. And it would be neat to have a different perspective on some of this stuff. You know, I, I, would, I would think that if they have some, if, they want to, if they're trying to work out growing pains, that the place you don't really want to do that is in a, what's really kind of, Almost like the one of the capitals of fandom, you know, in New yeah. York, in New York City. I, I would think that you'd want to do this at a smaller venue, test it out with a smaller crowd, get your queuing procedures and your 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 um, your panels and your speaking and your and how you run <laughs> your speakers. You want to get that all figured out before you come to a big con. And uh, this may seem like a small thing. You, you talked about food and drinks. Um, they're there to make money, but at the same time, you don't want to, you know, you know, you want to give options for, for the fans coming to the cons. If there's, you know, if it's at a hotel or something like that, there's restaurants there, but it'd be nice if it's near other restaurants. So yeah. we uh, luck out with Far Point and Shore Leave, you know, having very uh, nice restaurants or decent restaurants. So the food isn't, uh, I don't, I don't think it's exorbitantly priced. Some of the, some of the, uh, Food they sell downstairs is a little bit higher price sometimes, mm-hmm. but uh, and we didn't really talk about it. But so what was the uh, what was the culinary uh, um, what was the what was the culinary uh, choices like up at New York Comic Con? So at the Javits Center, they had a huge food court downstairs with had which had anything you ever wanted. Um, I I kind of like I like street food. I like cart food and and food trucks. So uh, there were a couple official con. Um, food trucks that were inside the perimeter of the event and those were the queues for them were long and the food was expensive I paid four dollars for a non Starbucks coffee it wasn't anything special it wasn't my favorite it wasn't a caramel macchiato it wasn't anything it was just a cup of coffee for four friggin dollars if you go outside the confines of the con across the street there were people with carts, and you could get, you know, hot dogs, chickens, knishes. So one day we had, um, we had there. There was a cart that had some really yummy chicken on it. The Saturday and Sunday there was a truck called. I gotta pull up the name again. It was just called camion, which means truck in Spanish, uh, camion. And it had these great options. They had uh, fish tacos and this gorgeous breed. I mean, really great food. And it was just sitting there, and everybody queued up for. It was the queue for New York Mac and Cheese truck was easily 200 people deep. It was okay. 
this burrito was so good. And they had these gorgeous um, cod fritters that were reminiscent of stuff I ate in Latin America and in Spain. I, that was my idea of, of really getting a bite to eat. And then you're in New York City. You can get anything you want. But right. I like I like it when I get something special like a food truck or cart food. You know, that, nonetheless, what Colin, what Colin's saying here is having having food that is way overpriced and minimal, mm-hmm. and doesn't right. does, so, doesn't sound like it's making the con experience any more enjoyable. No, you don't want oh, to no, mis- like, mistreat the fans. The, a hot dog at the con was like seven dollars, but if you walked across the street to the dude with the cart, it was three. Right. Right. Yep. Well, uh, Colin, we uh, glad you gave us this little review of Star Trek London. Absolutely. And, um, and we look forward to hearing more reviews from you, either about that or other movies, as you often send them in. We really do appreciate that here at the diner. Um, he did also write in a short email that kind of tagged on. It wasn't really about the con, so he kind of sent it in separate. Let me go ahead and read this, and then we can kind of respond to it a little bit, and then we can move into some other uh, TV news, because there's a lot of shows that premiere that we can talk about. Oh, yeah. About. He says, hi, one and all. First off, a voicemail about my recent visit to Star Trek London, which you just heard. I would also like to share my thoughts about Extant. Extant, I think that's the way you say it. Um, it's E-X-T-A-N-T. Extant? That's what, that's yes. the way I it. Okay. Is it this show on Amazon? Yeah, so this can be found on Amazon Prime. We decided to take out the 30-day free trial. While most of the content was disappointing. This was not... The show is well-written, well-acted, and the pacing is good. There are some contrivances such as the killer android, which is a tad cliche, and it would be nice to have a robot or android that did not have a sociopath tendency. Even Star Trek had to go and make lore so that there was the opposite of data. That said, the child playing the android is good, and as long as he don't follow the path of the other child stars, I'm sure he'll do well. The show itself is about an all-powerful businessman seeking to extend his own life with the help of an alien race and is one that has been thought of before. But what makes a good story is all the twists and turns. It seems that everyone in the cast is a secret. If you can sign up for Amazon free, the 30-day trial, and burn through the show, then of course you have to wonder how you're going to watch Series 2 if they make it. Live long in podcast. Hmm. So I have not watched this, and you sound like you were familiar with this. I started watching it. Um, I did not get that into it, and then there was a lot of other stuff coming on that kind of took my took my my vision. Um, I I would like to watch it. I I remember it. Hold on, I'm I'm actually going to look it up. Yeah. Was this one Halle Halle Berry was in that one? The one with Halle Berry. Okay. I think so. <laughs> Um, Amazon Extent season one. Yeah, I didn't watch. I didn't yes. even hear about it. So, I saw the first couple of episodes. I am not a Halle Berry fan. I was not impressed with her work. The rest of the people were were really good. Were really really good. Um, I think I got three episodes in. Um, I I will give it another try. I will give it another try. But there's so much more on TV right now. Oh, is there ever? <laughs> Is there ever? Colin, thanks again for writing in. Let's get into some of these other TV that you're mentioning. Um, and um, so, uh, Miles, is there a show you want to start with? Sure. Let's talk about uh, Star Wars Rebels. Star Wars Rebels. M, let's. Uh, did you watch this at all? No, I I missed the I missed I I don't know where to watch it. Yeah, your your nephews would love this. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Is um, it network or is it cable? It's Disney XD. Is that right? Disney yeah. XD. Yeah. yeah. So it's okay. Disney. So it's cable, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Disney XD. And I'm, I actually bought it on the uh, on the iTunes to 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 watch it. Uh, subscribe to the season and my son and I are watching but I'm absolutely I, I'm loving this this is it has a feel of Star Wars it the animation uh, feels a little bit smoother than um, Clone Wars did um, and uh, I'm liking it and you're seeing some familiar faces crop up so if it, it felt like our Star Wars I mean yeah. we these, you know, stormtroopers were. We saw the traditional st- look of the stormtroopers, the Tie Fighters, um, Imperial cruisers. It looked, oh, yeah. it looked like the stuff we watched uh, back in the day. Yeah, absolutely. But, That's important. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and familiar races and. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, familiar races, and you just kind of, you can kind of see maybe where the seed of the rebellion is, or. Our, our pocket of the rebellion is, is starting. So I assume this is like ten years after um, Revenge of the Sith. I'm not sure when, how long, how long ago this time, you know, timeline. I'm not sure either. I'm sure someone would know if you know. For those of you listening, how far into after Revenge of the Sith this is set? Mm-hmm. Let me know. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm I'm liking it, and I, I think it's I think it's good in. Um, let us know, listeners, if you're watching this and what you're thinking of Star Wars Rebels. We would love to hear your thoughts. Love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, M, is there a TV show you want to talk about? I'd like to talk about The Flash. Let's talk about The Flash. So, uh, you watch it. What do you think of The Flash, M? So, I did not get to meet Barry, <clears throat> meet Barry on Arrow because I do not watch Arrow. So I went into this completely blind. I don't know this kid. I don't know this character. I mean, I know the character, but I, I don't know anything about it. But it popped up on Hulu, and I thought, oh, I need to watch. Um, and coming off of a disappointing, you know, rough start with Gotham, I wasn't sure what to expect. Uh, so I watched, and it was it was really good. It was really the the writing is 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 what I expected. It reminds me of it reminds me of the writing on Spider Man. Um, uh, of the 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 first trilogy that came out, okay. the first uh, the first movie, it was just kind of neat and smooth and natural and talking like he should be talking and the conversations. So that character development wise, character create, I, I liked where the actors went, and then the story of how things happened, and then the snippet with his mom and his family. It was it was I I cared. I actually I sat down usually I put something on and I kind of half watch it and half pay attention I stopped what I was doing and sat down and really watched it and paid attention I was really impressed um, I like I'm curious to to see where it's gonna keep going like like with any show but I'm looking forward to where it's gonna go okay oh, I don't know how many crossovers they'll have with arrow I might have to start watching it now yeah but we will see why well, and I heard that arrow did make an appearance right yeah, yeah, so he was on there for a little bit. He's kind of dreamy, but he's <laughs> old on the show. Hey, to ask Jed from New York what you thinks about him, like, ramping up that little ratchet thingy, like, you know, does those little chin-ups on. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> but, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 How about you, Miles? You saw it. I did not see this. So I, I, I'm going to refrain from commenting, but 
I I liked it too. I thought they 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 exist in the same universe, but definitely the tone in the flashes. I, I'll, a bit dark, less darker than than, than Arrow is. Yeah, Arrow is pretty dark. King yeah. pretty dark. Arrow, yeah, so it's a little, you know, you know, it's it's it's. I, I mean, it's not. I mean, the poor kid. His dad went to jail for his mother's murder, and it, his dad didn't kill his his mother, and so they're they're still struggling with that. But at the same time, it's not it's it's not as angst ridden as maybe uh, the Arrow is. So the Arrow is carrying a lot of baggage, and he, he's basically. Despite some of his family problems, he, he's still a normal, well-adjusted person, and um, so so you, so if you're for a little, little less dark, the Flash is good. But um, it's interesting how he got his powers. I mean, it, it, it's they well, kind of added. You saw that in mm-hmm. Arrow, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think they added a little more to the story than maybe some of the. Um, wasn't just, I mean, there, there was getting struck, struck by lightning and, and the chemicals, but there was also something else going on too. So something else, I think we'll see other people with powers also. It, it, it didn't just affect him, affect other people also. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Wait, so what do you think? Do you think CW has another hit in their hands? I'm cautiously optimistic. I think they do. M, your thoughts? I, I agree with, with, uh, with Miles, cautiously optimistic. Well, good, good. Well, we'll see how it how it uh, goes on the pike. And uh, talking about cautiously optimistic, we got to talk about the Walking Dead premiere, which I did not watch, but holy Hannah, this thing broke records again for a premiere. So, Walking Dead premiered, and what was the uh, the the, uh, the record was at one point was sixteen point. 11 million viewers with season four premiere and this week they broke the record with 17.3 million viewers upping it almost wow. by it was insane insane my students at school today were talking about this said it was action-packed absolutely phenomenal non-stop and intense i did not watch this m are you watching walking dead I am not. Yeah, I tried neither. to get into it. I'm yeah. still not. Yeah. I'm going to need a snowy day, which if the weather continues to be this cuckoo, <laughs> I am expecting before December yeah. um, where I could sit and just kind of power watch. Well, you know, I, I, you know, I, you guys who have listened to us for a while know that I stopped watching Walking Dead after they hacked Herschel's leg off. I just couldn't handle <laughs> it anymore. But, uh, but Miles, you are watching it. You did watch this episode. What did you think of Walking Dead, the premiere here? Um, oh my! Uh, <laughs> well, they've you know. I figured whatever pr- the predicament they got themselves into, this is something that they couldn't drag on. It would have to be resolved quickly, and it, it, this time it was. I mean, it was. It, there was this compound uh, that they you know, and it says sanctuary for you know for anybody who needs it, and but there's definitely something very dark going on with this um this compound um um you have it's a, it's a strange juxtaposition you have the zombies who eat human beings and live flesh while you have this compound they're into cannibalism so uh, you're the humans that eat human flesh got it yeah, exactly i guess <laughs> so i was like and it's kind of funny they also they, they explored that and also in in, in, in... Oh, you think that's funny miles 
No, I'm just kidding. In, 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 uh, well, they explored it in, in Z Nation and also. So I guess in a zombie apocalypse, you might have to be worried. Some some pockets of humanity might re- resolve you know, to, to cannibalism to survive. Well, if you're put into those dire straits and you are lacking food, who knows what you would resort, resort to, I guess. Well, there is just... The way they got out of it was good. Carol was a very pivotal character in this. I mean, it's 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 very interesting seeing her her character arc, just where she started and where she is now. I mean, she she is a she is a zombie, um, not just a zombie killing machine, but just um, uh, she, she goes in this compound, and the team has her to thank for rescuing. I mean, she. Right. Can I just spoil it here? I mean, she. Um, she puts this tarp on. She puts on, you know, zombie blood and guts, and so she can walk with the zombies. And um, there, there's these zombies going towards the compound, and she she blows up a propane tank, and um, um, they, like I said, they they have her to thank for, you know, because because of what she. I mean, they, they might have gotten themselves out, maybe not, but definitely because of her, she got out and. Um, they were on the outs before, but um, she's been welcomed back in the family. Yeah, no doubt, no mm-hmm. doubt. But it, just watching what what she did in this episode, um, she's just totally badass. Uh, she, <laughs> the season ahead. You, you don't want to cross Carol. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, we had a chance to interview her, right? No, we didn't. No, we, didn't. <laughs> we didn't. We they uh, we met her though, right? We did meet her. We got some nice pictures with her. But uh, we, we, no, we couldn't. We, unfortunately, we, we, we really we couldn't. He didn't do interviews. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But um, so, yeah, I'm not sure where what where our, where our heroes are going next. I mean, there's still the arc of this guy supposedly has a cure for the disease and um, what the rest of them are doing. And that's not been totally revealed. Right, right. Well, uh, AMC certainly has faith in the show. They renewed it days ahead of the premiere. They renewed it for a sixth season already. So I, I remember nice. hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. So very good. With, with with seventeen million people watching the premiere. Yeah, they they can't go wrong. <laughs> they can't go wrong now. Hopefully, the season continues to carry this load and doesn't fizzle out like sometimes happens. But mm-hmm. Sounds like they have a a good uh, story arc to follow. So yeah. Um, uh, we got to talk Gotham. I, you know, Gotham just got renewed again, but I've been hearing kind of mediocre reports. Some people liking Gotham. Jim Arrowwood, absolute fan of Gotham. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've not watched it. M, you kind of mentioned you were kind of a little <laughs> bit lackluster for you. Tell me your let's, what. What are your thoughts on Gotham here? So wait, you're saying that they've already they've already signed on for a season two yep, for the they show? Just when you renewed. say they're getting renewed? Yep, they renewed it. Wait, this is on Fox. How can that be? Yeah, they don't want to pull a uh, they don't want to pull a Firefly. That's it. Ugh, well, you know what? That just proves that those people are effed up. I'm sorry. <laughs> so for me, it was just it was. Um, let me pull up a there. Ask Miles because I I my best description was something that I messaged to someone and I want to pull it up. So ask Miles what he thinks of it. You watch Gotham. <laughs> so tell me about Gotham here. I, I, I've seen the first two or three episodes. Um, I'm not hating it. So I, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be sure. I'll be curious what, 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 what you don't care for it. Um, it, it now, what, what is interesting, though, is uh, I, I'm friends with uh, Robert Greenberger on Facebook, and he has written some Batman comics, and he has some strong opinions. I, and I'll put this on our Facebook page. Uh, this is what this is what he says on his blog. Um, 
Uh, Gotham is a lazy adaptation. I heard, I saw, I saw that come through, come through. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we got to talk about the reason Fox renewed it. The reason Fox renewed it is um, the they first of all with just three episodes about Fox has officially announced today they ordered an additional six episodes for their new series Gotham, bringing the first season to a full twenty-two episode run. The premiere episode delivered Fox's highest-rated fall drama debut in 14 years. With 14.1 million viewers tuned in in the first seven days. No, no, that's not true. That's not real. That is why. This this is being reported by Coming Soon. And this is coming from the source is Fox. So this is what they are reporting about it. So... They, uh, they have, so let me back up. They ordered the, the, I thought some, I thought somewhere it said they renewed it, but actually what they did is they gave it a full season order. So let's clarify okay, that. So Just they to have clarify. all 22, 23 episodes. Yeah, that's right. So it's, they'll have a full year to kind of push this out and develop it. That's still saying a lot for Fox. Yes. Yes. Considering they, uh, cut much better shows short, but, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, 14 million <laughs> viewers tuned into, you know, I think this, first of all, this says something about Batman mm-hmm. more than it does maybe Gotham. But I think peop- I think a lot of people would love to see Batman come to the small screen. I mean, I yeah. don't know how that would happen. I think it would be, yeah, a, be a kind of hard costly uh, venture, but um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but that's uh, so that's that's what happened. Hey, um, your thoughts? Uh, what? What? It sounds okay, so, like so, Gotham's not really doing it for you. What's going on? So I'm looking for the for the commentary that I wrote to a friend of mine, which I thought was I was really proud of myself because it just kind of opened my brain door. But Gotham, to me, like I summed it up in 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 just the way it's written is, oh, you are the bad guy and you're strange and something something. I'm Bullock and I'm kind of a jerk, Black Black and Gordon. And they say all the character names over and over again. So just to make sure, well, gee, Gordon and Gordon, 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 something, something. Ed Enigma. Wow, your name sounds like Enigma. How bizarre is that? But not bizarre because it's a TV show where we're being really obvious about stuff that shouldn't be obvious about because we have writers who aren't really being creative and they're being lazy jerks. <laughs> is that, like it just it just goes on and it it it's. There's this one scene where oh now I remember what it was it was um Gordon had been oh god why can't I find this um James Gordon had been in the uh he'd been in the sewers looking for something because um Catwoman had dropped proto Catwoman had dropped Something and he went looking for it, and Montoya, which it's the worst use of Montoya ever. She's totally in the wrong. She's in the wrong place in the wrong part of the timeline. Um, I don't like her where she is. Montoya and some other dude, they think that he killed um, the the penguin dude, and they're like, "Well, Gordon, go take a shower because you stink." Because you can tell by the tone of my voice, I mean you stink because you're a bad, dirty cop and also because you've been in the sewers and you can see and hear how clever I am for making that joke that has two meanings but doesn't because I'm explaining it and it's no longer interesting. It's just, ugh. Hmm. I can't take it. I want to like it because I adore Batman. I adore, I, I think it's great. What they're doing with young, um, with, with, uh, young Batman is weird. I don't. The Alfred is strange. He's 
really, really strange. And Gordon and his girlfriend, who is the same name as his soon is his daughter, she's I. I I don't know. I, I'm I'm having a hard time buying it, and I think what Miles had had said, um, had quoted, it feels lazy. It feels mm-hmm. lazy. I, I I agree with you know what, what they're doing with Bruce, and uh, I'm not sure why I feel that like this guy this this Alfred. Um, I almost feel <laughs> that the Bruce. If this is a prequel to Batman, we should probably see maybe even less of Bruce Wayne. That should be almost be more shrouded in, in, in mystery as far as him becoming who he is. But um, I was reading some of what 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 Greenberger has said and, and what way some of these characters are. Um, they'll be decades, you know. They'll be significantly older by the time Batman sees them when he's when he's Batman. I mean, the Penguin, I mean, he's probably, I guess, in his, I don't know, mid to late 20s here. I mean, he's going to be, you know, fairly older than, than Batman when when them two go, go against each other. And mm-hmm. the, these cops, I mean, um, um, they're going to be, they, they were about, I guess, Bruce Wayne's age when he was Batman. But now in this timeline, they're all, you know decades older than Bruce Wayne. So mm. the way the, the way the timeline, I mean, I, 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 they're trying to, I think, appeal to, to familiarity, you know, names we know in, in the comic book world, but it doesn't all fit as far as um, <clears throat> with, uh, with where they are. I mean, um, the guy who, you know, Harvey Bullock, I mean, um, he he's older than than Gordon is, but in in I remember in, in the animated series, I mean, he's a middle aged man. Gordon Gordon is is older, so and the, the, so as pe- where people are in the timeline, it just doesn't uh, fit right hmm. in places. It, it's hard to digest. It's hard to digest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move on. Uh, we have some other shows to talk about. Arrow season three premiered. We we kind of should have talked about this probably with Flash, and we didn't. I did not watch this. M, you said earlier you are not watching Arrow, but I assume you are. Yes, I I watched the premiere of Arrow, and um, good opening to the season. Very good opening. But if you were, um, sorry if I just spoil it. I mean, if you're, yeah, go ahead. If if you're a fan of the Canary Black Canary, um, well. Um, she gets killed at the end of the episode. I mean, oh man, yeah, yeah. There you were people co- talking about that at Comic Con. Yeah, but so what I think is going to happen is probably her her other her her, her older sister will probably take up the mantle. So Laurel will take up the mantle. That's I, that's what I that, that's what I think is going to happen. I mean, yeah. Laurel is trying to be more of a kick ass you know person, uh, so I, I could definitely see that happening. Yeah. Um, it, it was it was good. It was, it, um, they, they did something interesting with um, some other guy takes up the mantle of, of Count uh, um, Vertigo, and um, there's this drug. If you get injected, you see the face of your worst fear, and Ooh. and um, uh, the arrow gets he gets some of that drug in him, and and, and the face he sees is himself. Oh, and that's so you, good. so you see. Um, you see Oliver, you know, 
what appears to be Oliver Queen beating the crap out of uh, the arrow. Uh, But, um, and, and, and you see where he is in his life. He thinks, you know, first he thinks, you know, maybe I can, maybe I'm not just the man behind the mask. I could, I could be Oliver Queen and have a life. And, uh, he takes, um, uh, Felicity out to dinner and, um, they know he's there and and somebody launches off an RPG in there and, uh, he realizes at the end of it, he goes, I can't, you know, and, uh, you know, oh, I, yeah. he, he, so he, he, I could have told you that from the beginning, Miles. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, and I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he is, he is not going to settle down. He has yeah. to live this solitary life for now and, yeah. uh, not, not, not let people in as close as he'd like to. Yeah. Well, it was a good, it was a good premiere. Yeah. Lee Kemp said, I'm with Neil in this one. Neil must have been shocked about the death of Canary. He says, I was shocked about the death of the Canary and was not expecting that, but they picked up right where they left off from last season. And it seems that the Arrow team is in, is in flux. It'll be nice to see where that all goes. Oh, we, we have to see uh, Roy Harper step up. I mean, he has his own costume now. Awesome. He's not, you know, he has I like a, Roy Harper. So it looks like he, 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 he's going to be utilized more. Uh, Diggle... His, oh, I like him too. I, I, I need to go. I need to watch season three. Uh, he, um, you know, Arrow is forcing him to, you know, work less hours because now he has a kid, and so it's he can't. He can't, you know. And at first, Diggle was opposed to that, but then after his kid is born, he's like, you know what? Yeah, this is the right thing. Right, right. So we'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the family now that all these changes have happened. Yeah. So two quick things we should at least touch on before we wrap up the show. We're going almost a little, we aren't long yet, but we need to talk about Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know I haven't watched the most recent episode and I know that, um, Em, you said you were struggling to get into this season. And so let's, let's chat just really briefly about what is going on with Who for us. Why is this season connecting, not connecting with us? What's going on here? Miles, we'll put you. Let, let's put you on this slate first, and then let's go to M. Go ahead. Well, I'm I'm like I'm liking the Doctor. I I like. I don't know if I want to be friends with him or hang out with him, but he, he makes me laugh. He's this crotchety old man, and uh, but you know he's 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 still the Doctor, but he's still concerned about the world he lives in, and but um, I I could see you know. He's he's not as warm and fuzzy as uh, Matt Smith was or David Tennant was. No, definitely not. He's, de- he's definitely he's probably a little more prickly. Yeah, uh, um, you said you're you're just really struggling connecting with this doctor or this uh, or maybe is is it the writing? Is it the doctor? Is it the companion? I mean, what's going on here? So for me, it actually started with Clara. Um, I never quite got her, and I once I got to once we saw the this the big amazing special, there was there was a lot there that. Okay, I understand her placement, and I understand her relationship is just a little different for a companion for me. As I understand it, she's very there's a lot of her qualities that are very companion like from previous companions before the reboot. But there was something she was just I was just starting to warm to her with her relationship with Matt Smith, and then in comes Capaldi, and he's like I, I found I found Matt to be number yeah I guess he was 11 or 12 uh, he was 11 um, I found him to be very an abrasive doctor a very abrasive doctor but in a lovable way here we have number 13 and 
I guess we've numbered him 13 now that we've seen the 12th one that was secretly not really alive, but we didn't count him. Um, Capaldi's a great actor. I love him. I really, I admire him a lot. He's really taken abrasive to a whole new place where he doesn't, it seems like the doctor doesn't feel comfortable in his skin at all or, and that something's happened that he's not really sure who he is anymore. Maybe this is part of the metamorphosis as, as you change of, as the doctor or as a Gallifreyan. Um, there's a point where your brain just becomes oversaturated. So he's, 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 very stuttery in his actions and his thought process. So that that's character and writing. He's very, he's abrasive to the point where I, I don't want to go anywhere with him. I really, I, I mean, I'd love the concept of going would be great, but take that along with Clara's little bit of know it all and her abrasiveness. And it just drives me a little nuts. I do enjoy new Mickey, which is what I call Mr. Pink. <laughs> <laughs> new Mickey is adorable and he's got the same accent as, as old Mickey. So I like, you know, I, I do like this, but Clara, the chemistry between her and Mr. Pink, he's definitely there and is into her, but she, Lord knows what she's into. She's incredibly confused. Like the doctor is like, she just got transformed. So I'm hoping that this is a device, that this is a character thread that uh, is 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 on purpose and not just squirrely for the sake of squirrely well you know it seems like the one of the common threads threads and there is clara and uh, i guess the uh, uh the, the, the i guess the uh, i guess the news is she'll be leaving the show after the season which means we'll get a new companion and yep. that you know you, you often think of the, the the companions as kind of the sidekick to doctor who but they can they can make or break a uh the way the episode feels. And so maybe, maybe there was something to that. Um, I don't know. I, I I'm not, I, I'm in, I am enjoying their episode. This is Dr. Who. This is, it's fun. It's light. Mm -hmm. It's humorous. Um, there's definitely, it's not as quirky. He's quirky, but he's not quirky like David Tennant or Matt Smith quirky and uh, not in maybe as humorous a way, but I, I'm enjoying it. I, I, I'm I'm enjoying it. It's just um, Clara doesn't do much for me, mm. but and I thought she would, and I kind of I keep holding out hope, but I don't know. All right, well we should we should probably wrap up the show here. We, I mean, we, we, there's <laughs> there's Agents of Shield we didn't talk about. Mm. There's Sleepy Hollow. Oh my God, so amazing stuff on Shield. We I know. Do you want to talk about Shield real quick? No, because it won't. We won't be doing it real quick. Nah. <laughs> we'll save it for next time. Next time we got to talk about. So if you 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 have a two, you have two weeks to get your thoughts on Agents of Shield this year, we'll talk about Agents of Shield. We'll have a couple on. of episodes under our belt too, yeah, so that'll yeah, be ab good. Absolutely, absolutely. Z Nation. I don't know if people are still watching that. Um, Constantine. There's just tons out there that that are out there. So. Oh yeah. All right. Well, we should uh, wrap up this listener feedback show. Thank you for all your contributions and for tuning in to listen to us chat about the shows that are out there. If there's a show that you are absolutely diehard about, please write in and let us know. Sci-Fi Diner Podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear your thoughts about what you're watching and what you are into and what you are into. It would be awesome to just hear from you regarding that. But I think that's about it. Miles, you want to kind of wrap us, wrap it up and take us out? 
All right. Till next time, good night and good luck. We'll see ya. Do your daily. Thank you so much for visiting the Sci-Fi Diner. We hope you enjoyed the food, the service, and the conversations. If you'd like to share your thoughts regarding what we've talked about, or tell us what you're watching or reading, flip open your communicators and contact us at 1-888-508-4343 or click the SpeakPipe link at scifidinerpodcast.com or send an mp3 or type email to scifidinerpodcast at gmail.com. You can also join the conversation on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash sci-fi diner. We'll share your thoughts on our listener feedback show. If you'd like to support the diner beyond the conversation, you can always throw some coins in the tip jar at sci-fi diner podcast.com. <laughs>